Welcome to the Hometown Headlines Podcast Edition. John Ruckermiller with you. We kind of call this the Druck Report nowadays. We're always kind of changing things around here. Thank you for joining us. Coming to you again from Brand Red Studios over at 4 Bale Street. As always, Todd LaBerge is working the controls there, making us sound far more important than we are. But our next guest is important. You've heard this gentleman on various formats. You join a lot on radio. You see him all over town. He's school board. Brewing beer, running restaurants, coaching his kids sports. Married 20 years yesterday. Mr. Jay Shell, congratulations. Thank you very much. It's uh, been a good 20 years. That's that whole process, what led me here today, and I wouldn't change nothing in the world for it. It's, I mean, obviously, an honor to be married to her with two great kids, but it's also a huge honor to call Rome, Georgia home. This is the best little place in the world. I was telling you about this. Of course, you know, this is guy talk, folks. And we're talking, well, we're talking about beer, so we can talk about guy talk enough. How the heck did you convince that young lady to stay with you for 20 years? <laughs> I have no yeah, I idea. Hate, I hate that term, you know, I'll punt on my coverage or whatever it was, young man. It's I was very lucky. You know, and I'm not ever ashamed to admit, um, you know, my past and the lifestyle I was living on those band days about 10 years ago. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I came off the road. And uh, there's a million reasons why she should have left me, but she stuck around for some reason. And boy, I sure am glad. Yeah, I think Todd's ever taken notes. This could be a country western song coming up here. <laughs> it could yeah. be. A million reasons it she could be. Left me. I wrote several about her. I'm telling you, it was it was really good. And she got back home, and I was like, "Hey, that's that's this is this is pretty good." So, well, we're going to use that for our horrible segue of the day here because we're talking about a, a very attractive young blonde, of course, and all. And Jay, of course, being Rome City Brewing Company, there is one of your many beers, one of your more popular beers, called Short Hot Blonde. I kind of know the backstory. But people insist this beer was for Melissa. That's right. They're um, short, hot, blonde, and it, we try to make everything. You know, some of them funny. You know, uh, but something Rome related. And um, I, I think it was actually Trent's idea. He said something other about Melissa and being no, short. No, no, no. Let's go ahead and strike that yeah. right here and change that. <laughs> but he said short, hot, blonde, and he said, you know, Melissa. And I said, man, that's a great idea. I mean, we were just talking back and forth over it. But uh, it's um, it's by far our number one beer. It's, I've been amazed. The cans blew out. Um, we just canned that run, what, June 10th? Yep. And by July 4th, they were, did 100 cases, and they averaged 27 cases a week. So they ran out in less than four weeks. I mean, it That's was, amazing. It was, and so we're setting up our next canning run now. We're going to do a double batch. But they're, uh, canning's a pretty big process because we basically have to shut down the brewery to fill all the fermenters, and then the mobile canning company comes in. So it's a, it's a, it's a process for us. But one thing we did find that – We've gotten way more efficient on how to do it. And obviously, the more you brew, the better price you get. I mean, the bulk sure. is just like buying bulk at Sam's and those type things. And um, but so we, we ran some numbers yesterday and said, hey, you know, this really does make sense for us to keep canning. So uh, we've called. I think Ironheart's going to come this time. Uh, hopefully, in, I think we've got two and a half weeks. So we brewed the batch of clock tower for it yesterday. And um, on Sunday, we're brewing, brewing, <laughs> brewing the short hot blonde um, for that canning run that we'll do there. Folks, when he says Sunday, and I know I'm one of these idiots who, you know, I, Sunday's a work day for Hometown Headlines. I know I'm up early, and I will see a face, no, a tweet from you saying uh, 5.30 a.m. Broad Street, Sunday morning, life of a, what do you call it, life of a brewer? Life of a brewery. That's, uh, sometimes that's what it calls for. You have to get up and get things done when you can. And this summer has been, um, today, I mean, I miss them already, but I'm so glad to get my wife and kids back in school because it's really hard to get a lot of work done when they're here. So I found myself a lot this summer getting up at, you know, 4.30 and 5 and going to get all I could do done before they woke up. So they're, uh, and there's sometimes you just, you have to turn on CO2 or, you know, especially when you're carving stuff, you don't want to overcarb it. 
And that's what I was doing that morning was I turned some carb- carbonation on on Friday and knew it should be done about that time. So I woke up and went, man, if it goes one hour, be overcarbed and you get too much foam and you lose beer in the process. And every time you lose beer, it's, it's profit going down the drain. So it's, there's a lot to it. It's, but it's, it's been a, I'd never done it before at all. I'd never brewed a beer before. So it's been a learning process, a challenge, and I really loved it. It's, we've learned a lot of things the hard way, but it's been been fun doing it. Well, yeah, it's quite a success. You know, we're talking before the program here at 3 was tied as well about, you know, how breweries have gone from just a handful of them in the state till they are everywhere. I mean, I was telling you this morning also, been have some correspondence with J.D. over at Drowned Valley. J.D., I apologize again. I keep calling it Drowned River. I have no idea why. <laughs> Drowned Valley uh, coming up. Should be opening in October yep. in uh, downtown Cartersville. A beautiful new building there. We got one there. We have one they're talking now. One they're building up in Calhoun right now as well. You guys, of course, have been at this now, Jay, for how long? We opened up, uh, was it June 2016, so three years. And uh, we really got serious about it a year ago. You know, we, we bought the two buildings, you know, down the street, 331 Broad Street, 333 Broad Street, and uh, the 10-barrel automated system that we purchased. And it's like tomorrow, we're doing a double batch. You know, it's time for Oktoberfest. So tomorrow, me and Brian are getting in at 7 a.m. and to, to brew it. But So we're doing 20-barrel batches. We're, we're spending enough time because it's, it's moving so fast that 10-barrel batches go so quick that we're having to spend the time to do the double batch. And we've about got it down where we can do a double batch about as quick as we can do a single batch now. So it's just, again, that efficiency and getting quicker and, and, and better at what we're doing at the craft of brewing beers. It's been a, been a good process. Three years ago, did you see that? I mean, you, I know when you, when you opened up the brew house, your goal was to do, I don't think anybody who's been up to Chattanooga will see this, uh, whatever that big one, River, River Brewing, whatever it is down there. In Chattanooga, uh, one of the big things is they had the big brewery stuff. You walked by the window, and there it is. I mean, you talked about that from almost day one with Brew House. It was, that was kind of my concept that um, it was Rhythm and Brews in Chattanooga, and on the backside of it had Big River Grill, and they brewed their own beer. And so that was kind of my concept that I wanted for Brew House was, you know, the, with the big garage doors, you had your dining room up front, then had the music in the back, and I wanted to brew beer. But brewing beer was just going to be kind of a side hobby gimmick. And um it was just going to be a kind of a hobby for Trent and um, myself as well. But we soon realized that we kind of got fell in love with it because we saw the success that we could have with it, and we started having that success. And we said, hey, you know, do we grow this or do we just sit back and wait on someone else? Because we know another, other breweries were coming. So we said, do we sit back and just wait and let somebody else do it? And, you know, me and, me and Trent both are pretty passionate about things and, and competitive. And so we said, you know, let's let's go ahead and jump in this a little deeper and see how it goes and again it's been you know it's had its challenges but it's it's been a lot of fun and that's we really sat down yesterday and ran through numbers compared to last year and the tap room and distribution both i mean we're we've more than doubled numbers already for the first that's two awesome. months you know of this summer compared to last year so it's exciting that is awesome and what, what we need to do here first it's funny we we're talking a little bit about this about some of the people in court we know everybody involved in the room you mentioned trent though how about letting folks know who trent is dr trent pro we know him as a vascular surgeon in yes. town um what a hobby to, to to craft to brew beer he was a home brewer right yep he was a home brewer and um we got to be good friends because our daughters are playing softball together and um he was home brewing beer and obviously that was my whole goal at brew house was get that in there so i talked to him about it um Kind of tricked him a little bit. So as soon as we talked, he kind of agreed. I remember I called you and got it on hometown headlines pretty quick. And so he kind of had to commit at that point. But it's um, I'm really at all a lot of times watching him because obviously this is something he don't have to do and he don't need to do. 
Um, and he's a full-time vascular surgeon, very successful and incredibly good. The amount of respect people have for him and the craft he does, you know, in the, in, as a surgeon is phenomenal. But to watch him come into that brewery and he changes out of his scrubs or his doctor's coat and look, puts in his, me looking like me and just the passion he has for it, the hard work he puts in is pretty incredible. I, I love watching him and seeing. And it's like on canning day when you, you know, you, you go to buy Mick Ultras and Bud Lights, you know, you, the brewery brewer probably wasn't even in the building that day when your stuff was canning, but we literally touch every single process of from the grain to mashing in to the boiling to canning, carving. I mean, we me and him are hands-on with everything, and he's very hands-on. You know, even even though he, hard as he works at the hospital, he works just as hard, you know, brewing beer as a side job. I don't know how both y'all do it. I mean, you, you got full thing. You're running businesses. I mean, families, everything else, involves school board. You name it. You got like, I mean, you guys are amazing what you do there. Um, talk about you know getting the brewing process. I mean, you guys started out with what a three barrel system when you were four, over at, at brew house first, four and barrel down, system, four barrel system, and moved down the street. You know, bought like you said, you expanded, and now with a ten barrel system, capabilities are going. We said twenty barrels. Yep, that's yeah, we, amazing. We're doing so tomorrow. I got to mention Brian Allen too. These Brian yeah. showed up maybe six months ago. Moved oh, here from Huntsville. Folks, listen to this. This backstory. Of this gentleman's incredible. Truly. A rocket scientist. I've heard that saying my whole life. You know, it don't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. Brian's literally a rocket scientist, and he showed up and been helping us. And we joke all the time that we, he comes over there, and we, I think he drinks one beer at lunch, and we eat chicken wings you know, at Jefferson's every Wednesday and Friday when we brew. And uh, that's what he's been working for. He's a retired rocket scientist from Huntsville, Alabama. Moved here. His, um, I think it's his sister or someone is the headmaster at one of the schools at Darlington. Okay. And they have a da- daughter over there, and they moved here for that and retired to Rome because it's, you know, again, such a great town. And um, he's been a, just a huge help to us coming in because he has a ton of brewery experience already. And uh, he's brewing a lot of the beer right now and doing it for beer. So that's uh, that's that's really good. So We'll work for a beer. <laughs> we'll work for beer. Not so. a bad thing. And by the way, folks, if you've not met Brian yet, he has the look. Oh, he does. He does. He has the look and – he, he he loves music and that's you know got to know him pretty quick you know he he loves music and all that stuff so in the morning it, first thing it's me and him Trent's got called this weekend so he won't be there so you know Brian comes in and I'm kind of his assistant on you know on his brewery day so he he was there yesterday he'll be there tomorrow and he's been a huge blessing to us it's been a lot of fun well that's great to see that neck and that's you know the passion a big part of this thing you guys keep talking about with you and Trent and with Brian. It's the passion involved in that. Anybody involved in small business, and, you know, three of us here, you know, I have our hands in different kind of business there, you got to have that passion. You do, and it's and it's there's a lot of pride, too, because we're literally creating something on Broad Street in downtown Rome, and you'll go to Canton or you'll go to other places and see it. And there was Eponite, Illinois, someone tagged us on um, Instagram this, this week, actually, and they had picked up beer on the way through and tagged us all the way up in Illinois, and you see people taking it to the beach and, it's really cool knowing something that it's manufacturing something in downtown Rome. And Birgit Mooney was talking about that one day. I forgot what the last product that was there that was actually manufacturing and being shipped out. Um, I don't oh, remember what gosh, that business yeah. was, but he was talking about that. You know, the doors being open and seeing the truck there and we're canning and putting it on the truck and shipping it. And it's, so it's, it's it's pretty cool to see that happen happening and taking place. Well, we and you are, and, and we, we, we kid about this. And number one, it is making Rome destination. I've talked to folks, uh, you know, Al back, Hal Hodge back of the chamber and others in the city hall who told me, yeah, we got people who call us from Birmingham or whatever and say, hey, we have, we have a brewery downtown. We want to come. Yep. I mean, to see that kind of traffic. But, and uh, something I think you especially have done quite well because, you I mean, you're the guy driving those miles out there. 
it's not just people think, okay, it's something that's brewed in Rome and they got a tap room upstairs and maybe a few bars around town will have taps or restaurants and all. I mean, you guys have gone pretty regional now. It has. I mean, we're, we're in discussing. We have a meeting next week with another distributor for the first time. And on purpose, we try to take it slow because the worst thing we can do is make a promise to a distributor to not be able to stay up with demand. But I 100% feel that we're ready for that now. So hopefully we're going to be headed toward the Carrollton area. Um, I'm still in the works. I've not had much success yet with crossing state lines into Alabama. I'd love to get over there, you know, kind of my hometown area where I'm from. But it's uh, it has been. It's, that's been a fun process of seeing that we, we're in Woodstock and we're in Canton and we're in Norcross. And there's a little pocket right inside the perimeter, right outside of Buckhead. Right up, you know, this like 10 minutes from Lenox Mall, there's a small pocket right there. And there's a little growler bar there that has us on tap. And it's pretty neat seeing, you know, no, a little great. piece of Rome, Georgia, all, yep. over, all over the Especially I love the photos. Georgia. I love the photos, like I said, the beach photos, or even up mm-hmm. in Illinois, something like that. And you see people kind of tagging y'all, you know, with the paraphernalia. What's his name? Scotty Brock. Yeah. Oh my Scotty. God. Yeah. He, he, he's he's your mascot. I he mean, is. And one of my best friends. He just he showed up about ten years ago. And we got to be friends, and one of my best friends, just really 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 good guy. And you know, the cool thing you're mentioning, you know, the region and stuff. People have asked me several times with JD and Drowned Valley coming to Cartersville. The one coming to Calhoun is, you know, is that does that worry you? And I'm like, no, like, you know. We're going to go and brew beer with J.D. and Drown Valley. They, they purchased our old system, so we're going to go there and help them and show them how it works. And it's really cool because it makes us kind of a destination. You can come and spend a day right here in our little area and, and visit Rome City Brewing Company. Go to Cartersville, then go to Calhoun and just have a little local beer trail. And hopefully soon there will be another one. I keep hearing rumors that one's going to open up in Rome, and I can't wait. That will be a that'll be a – brewery trails is a really big deal you know, as far as tourism goes. I mean, it, it amazes me on you know, Sunday mornings we'll have family show up and we've driven from Atlanta or somewhere or Birmingham oh, here just to come over and check out the brewery and stuff so it's and I used to do that I still do that when I can but obviously with the kids and my own brewery now I'm pretty busy but we do that a lot I mean this weekend we're going to Birmingham and we'll definitely stop by and visit a couple and, and see them while we're there for work purposes of course oh yes for work purposes absolutely work purposes so that's well good. good example of that and it's something we got kind of involved in a couple of years ago at Hometown Headlines um, we kind of let it go uh, up in north uh, North Georgia, Delonica area, for example, you've seen all these wineries come up here. I lived in Gainesville, Georgia, for seven years. Let me tell you something. Downtown Delonica was known for being the gold mines and maybe a couple of decent little restaurants there. Yep. That was about it. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you know, 15 years ago, somebody started growing grapes, and apparently the grape acidity in the soil, this is way beyond my knowledge of it, was very good. In fact, the comparison to some areas of, of France Next thing you know, you've got wineries everywhere. You got they're opening up these beautiful, you know, chalets and this kind of stuff. Bottom line though is they're you know, and we called our our thing back then was the North Georgia Wine Tour or something like that. Meaning here's some wineries. People thought we were doing tours and putting them in cars. So yeah, I got there was a huge audience for that. Yep. In fact, that that Facebook page is still up, still draws better than any we have, but we don't touch it uh, because people want to do the same thing. I think you're right. I think a beer trail is going to happen here. It is. I think it's definitely going to happen. And that area up there, the Blue Ridge, LJ area, has been really good to us, too. There's, uh, there's something cool about a small local brewery, and um, and I'm so thankful for those places. I mean, we're on tap almost everywhere on Broad Street. It's been a, that's been the biggest key to success was when you see your neighbors getting on board and supporting it because you hear it all the time. People sit down at the bar or sit down at the table for dinner and say, what do you have that's local? And, you know, you don't get any more local than one block up the street. So oh, yeah. that's been a – I'm going to make sure I want to mention that. It's been very thankful that 
all the neighbors are jumping jumped on board and supported the local brewery like like they have. Yeah, brewed on broad, my friend. It yes, can't get fresher than that. Jay Shell's here from Rome City Brewing talking about what's going on. Uh, celebrating now more than three years out there. We'll come back after a break here and talk about what's next. Like you said, got some more plans out there. It is time for that break. This is the Hometown Headlines Podcast Edition. Back in a second. I'm Ryan Simmons, Creative Director at Brand Red. We're honored to sponsor today's episode. If you're looking to grow your business, we help companies just like yours reach new customers. Contact us by visiting our website at brandredstudios.com or emailing us at info at brandredstudios.com. And welcome back to Hometown Headlines Podcast Edition, also known as the Direct Report. John Drucker Miller with you again from hometownheadlines.com. Thanking you for spending some time with us today. We also appreciate spending time here with, we got to call you executive producer. How about that? Todd LaBarge. Executive producer Todd LaBarge. But also we're joined by Jay Shell, Rome City Brewing Company, and about a billion other things in town. We're talking to Jay about the success, the expansion, the growth um, Jay, again, don't want to put words in any words in your mouth, and you, you keep saying you guys are blessed. But I mean, how did you see this three years ago that you guys have? You know, you well, I'll, I'll fill in the backstory for you. Y'all were working with Southern Brewery, I think, out of Athens. Yep, they were some mentors for us, Brian, and it was just John. They Doss said over something there to you. From, John's from Rome, and um, we called them, reached out for advice. They came over and brewed with us, and. Still today, they're the people I'll call. Like, I, if I got a question about something, I call them up, and they've, they've been really good to us. Brian is like the godfather of craft beer in Georgia. He, he's, he's been around for a long, long time doing this stuff, and he's been phenomenal. Well, I remember they were giving you guys advice, and you were doing some reshaping of the brew house back then. And I remember something, I don't put words in your mouth here. He wanted y'all to put something on wheels and to let you know that, you know, you're going to be growing soon. Oh yeah, and it just, I just think, man, how did that guy see all this coming? He did. So they, we had the little the old bar back there, and uh, we pulled it up in front of the, um, um, the the brew house in there, the brewery, and he said, first thing you need to do is unnail this from the floor and put it on wheels because you're going to expand so fast, your head's going to spin. And I said, oh no, no, you know, it's, it's, that's crazy, that's crazy. There's no way. And then we immediately started distribution, and we found out really quick that, hey, we're not going to be able to do this. I mean, we we can't distribute. And then we couldn't keep beer on tap. And then we keep beer on tap. We couldn't distribute because we couldn't brew beer fast enough. So wow. it, it happened very fast that we realized, hey, we, we got to do this. And it's been a challenge because we've started this thing up from, you know, ground zero. Yep. And um, it's and it's been, you know, I've always had that music background. So it's pretty easy to me to, to book a concert and bring people in and make money kind of thing. But this has been a whole new learning process of branding and and getting beer in other markets and talking to people and begging them to put you on tap and those things. So it's been a good, huge learning curve that it's been probably slower than I would liked for it to have been. We've really not been in a place that we could afford to hire anybody to really come in and do it. So it's just been me and Trent. Um, my brother comes in, my brother-in-law comes in, helps clean kegs. And so begging Brian, hopefully he's going to be our first employee. He's going to come in and hopefully take over the brewery. Um, he don't even know he, if he hears this tomorrow, whenever it airs, he don't even know this conversation's coming. But <laughs> we're, we're about to beg him to uh, to possibly be our you know partner up with us and good for you. Maybe come in and be part owner, be something with it because he's he's been a very important process part of the process the last few months. No, that's great. But the whole thing is cool though. What it means to downtown Rome. I mean, I think people are still getting a little bit used to it. And you know, as you said about a beer trail, we got a little one here in town right now. I we mean, do. Of course, you guys. I mean, all brewed locally, right up here. You do brew it downstairs three thirty three. Go upstairs, 
gorgeous tap room, gorgeous environment. Love the beer, love the food. I yep. mean, what you guys are doing there has been has been fabulous. But we got the foundry, of course. What Gorg's doing over there? What the Sams are doing down there with the um, River Dog? Yep. On on, a, on the, right there at the corner of Broad and you know was it West First there and all. And of course, don't forget that we we have you know the you know, ample supplies whatever over at uh, Johnny Bob's at Johnny's Pizza. We got Muddle Mushroom, others downtown. It just seems that you know you guys hit this right at the right time. I hope so. I mean, it's um you know Rome's downtown's been exploding for a while now. So sometimes I feel like we're kind of late to the game because it's it's exploded so you know, fast over the last ten years. But it has been. I mean, you're right. Anchored on both ends of the street with the Foundry and River Dog. I mean, they've both been good to us. Uh, Justin, you know, well, coming up next are Oktoberfest, and that was a little collaboration with Justin last year at the Foundry. He and Trent did that, and tomorrow, uh, I know Brian reached out to him to try to come over and help you know brew that. Oh, good. Tomorrow as well, because last year that was something that we did. We didn't know for sure how it would go, and we only did a ten barrel batch and blew out of it in about a week and a half. It was gone. So we've, we're doing a double batch tomorrow, and hopefully that'll get us through the season at least. We did hold on to some kegs because what is it October? 11th i think it september 20 something to october 11th is that true Oktoberfest. so um we're about out of oh not in hell in georgia it goes on all oh, of october yeah. trust me man. Yeah, all, so. all of october over there um and another seasonal you guys did we had it last year in fact we had our uh, i don't want to say he's a wonderful young man our, our nephew was in town from san francisco so of course you know that's one of the craft brew capitals of the world and we had gotten a couple of uh, growlers of martha berry martha's berry and I mean, he was like, "This is good stuff." And if I could do it, I'd ship him some. Uh, you're getting ready to do a seasonal batch of Martha's Berry. Yep, and we we pretty much have kept that on tap all summer, but we're almost out of it. I think this weekend we should blow through that last keg. I think Trent has plans to tweak the recipe a little bit, change it up. That's a great thing about craft beer; it's never the same. And then Black Friday again, we'll re release that beer. Uh, we have a porter that we did last year that we're going to tweak a little bit and re-release it. Hopefully, you know, first time we've heard it is that Myrtle Hill is going to be the name of that beer if we really? get the label Good. approved. And we'll re-release re that beer um, Halloween, October 31st is the plan. You made a good point here. We're talking about, you know, you're, earlier you said you were trying to deal with getting the beer over to Alabama, crossing state lines. Um, I think it was Chuck Custeller back when he had Paul's Oyster Bar when he was doing his little brewery out there. I mean, he went through, he goes, it's just not a matter of going down to Joe Smith at City oh. Hall getting a permit. I mean, you guys got to deal with the feds, I think, with the ATF. I mean, feds let folks know who all's involved in this the process. Federal government, the state government, I mean, everything you do, even from names and labels that you put on the can, everything has got to be government approved. So, you know, we called the Lux, Rome City Lux. It was going to be Rome City Light, and the government wouldn't let us use it. I think it's because mostly it's monopoly of like Bud Light, Miller Light, Corona Light. The big boys have that name. So we did Latin for Light and did Lux instead. But um, they wouldn't approve that label. See, folks, you're learning education. You're learning Latin on this program. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. So they're, uh, so they're they're heavily involved. And it's uh, some days it all depends on who you get. You know, I may I may send the approval in. Uh, you have to do everything online. I may get John Druckenmiller who knocks it out in two days and sends it back to you. Or I may get Jay Shell, who's got other things going on. It may take two weeks to get it back to you. So you're really at the mercy of them on how quick you get stuff, you know, get stuff back and get it approved. Even the names have to be approved. The names, everything. Yeah, speaking of names, you guys had a, a little curious battle here with uh, Downtown Brown, my wife's favorite beer you produce, by the way. Yep. It now is now, it tell, you, you, you do it, you can say it better than I can. Custanala. Custanala. So we did another little uh, Facebook poll. And uh, someone threw that out there after the three rivers, and so it was Custanala. I think the A H is how he got the Etowah involved in that. But um, 
people loved it when we, we got it out there. So it's we got the first batch sitting, downtown Brown. That brewery did. I do think we could have beat that brewery in a lawsuit. They had artistic level on the name downtown Brown. There's like seven in the nation or the world that I found called downtown Brown. I think they do them all regionally, but these guys decided they want to be sticklers and, and wanted to fight it. And we were like, hey, you know, it's not worth the fight to us. I mean, it's it's our third best-selling beer, and it's very important to us. But, you know, we can name it Custanala and keep it local to Rome. And, you know, not we don't really have a lot of money to be spending in attorney fees. And so our attorney did advise us. He said, I think y'all can win this if you want to do it, but I don't know if it's worth it. Yep. And I was like, nah, if it's going to cost money, and if you're going to do it for free, Lee, then hey, we'll do yeah, this. And yeah, so, yeah. Good, good, but, luck, uh, good, luck, good luck with that. So, but what, what a cool way to do it. But you, you rebranded it again with more of a local hook there. How many beers do you guys have now? So we have 12 on tap wow. right now. And then, um, gosh, we've got, I mean, we've got Broad Street Wheat that we're not brewing right now. Peggy's Pale Ale we're not doing right now. We're doing, um, we just shipped out our last batch of true Peggy's. But we have a Peggy's 2.0 that uh, it's a West Coast style IPA. Super, super hoppy. I mean, it's eight pounds to the face, crazy hoppy hmm. uh, that Trent just did. Um, gosh, we've got several, you know, kind of on the side burner that we're not doing. But we have 12 beers on tap right now. But altogether, we're brewing about 20 different beers. You're going to take away my man card here. Uh, but one I liked, I love, uh, shall we say, start the evening with a fight. Because my wife always steals the downtown mm -hmm. Brown or Kustanel. Um Fuzzy Wuzzy. Oh, yeah. That's See, I, I said that very lightly so nobody could hear me. Fuzzy Wuzzy. Yep, Fuzzy Wuzzy was a peach. So they're uh, – and it, it was something. I just, I did that personally myself. I, I Trent gives me all the credit for that. And it was – I was sitting there one day, and the good thing about the Lux, the light lager we do, is you can play with that and make it a lot of different things. And so I was sitting there, and we had this peach puree. We had some watermelon puree. And I was kegging the beer, and I said, you know, I'm going to try this. And just – I'm not going to tell Trent about it. And if it turns out terrible, I'll pour it out and not tell him. But they're <laughs> – uh, I just put peach puree in the keg as I was kegging, and, and it turned out really good. So it was a big hit this summer. Fuzzy wuzzy. Was it's currently it, was on tap it? right now. We got one more keg of it, and it'll come off again until the next time we, we keg, and that may be okay. two months from now. So it's it's been good. It's very light, very refreshing, very oh, summertime. I, I mean, really, I like I like most beers anyway, but, I mean, this one I thought I really liked a lot. Of, I mean, you, course, you know, downtown, of course, new names there. I love the names. I love the localization of the names. Love hearing the Myrtle Hill coming up. Great story behind the Martha's Berry and those folks and the Berry family signed off on this gladly, which I yep. thought was great. That was wonderful. But to make and just to give this thing even a local hook, you know, we're all about local here at Hometown Headlines. Um, you guys did a strawberry blonde, mm -hmm. and those strawberries were picked. Yep, the first batch was uh, that we do. Now after that, we lean, we go to the just natural puree that we get, you know, from the. Brewers Association, not Brewers Association, from the grain companies we get from them. But, yes, we went up to Lance, up in Emerchi, and I think we got 40 pounds of strawberries, L I think it was. CCL yes, strawberry just thing. great people. They, you want to talk about a success story. That's oh, something you wonderful. should, yeah. you know, when you jump on. They're, watching them grow that strawberry patch to what it is now has been phenomenal. I mean, this, this family working hard on the weekends. You go out there and think she's a full-time teacher. He's yep. a full-time golf course superintendent. And then they got their whole family out there on the weekends, you know, doing this and it's such and a great family thing it's so. as hot as craft brewing that's for darn sure yeah, it is and you guys and i'm not sure if you're still doing this or not but i mean to show you even more locally uh, more local connection here is is there a grain like byproduct that you guys do you guys still do something with the some of the uh yes cattle to, folks in town it goes to cave spring danny picks it up every week um every time we brew it goes to cave spring and feed cattle that's amazing stuff mm -hmm. that's used to help brew beer here you need to see the videos of, of it too the, he'll pick it up and He'll come coming down the road, and 
those cows will be in the pasture out there. And he, he sent us a video one day, and they see that they hear that trailer rattle, I guess, or see the wheelbarrows on the back of the truck, and they're just sprinting, you know, to the stable, <laughs> jumping over each other to get to this grain. And you know, people ask all the time, you know, is that did the cows get drunk? And I'm like, no, it's just. That whole process is you're basically melting the starches and sugars off of the grain. So you've taken all the sweetness out of it, and it's just kind of bland grain. But those that cattle love it. So it's been a – Again, I love to see the reuse, too. I mean, it does, you, yep. here it is, you know, a so-called byproduct there uh, going down there. And these cattle, of course, are being grown for those on someone's steaks and grills. I think, I think that's what they do. I think that's what – you know, we were using another one in Alabama. It was actually my brother-in-law for a while, and he had one slaughtered and brought us some meat from it and those things. But I, I think that's what – they're That's doing awesome. there as well. But again, it kind of shows you the circle of life of the whole thing, I guess. There. Oh, yes. Got to throw that term in there, just being Lion King's out oh, in movies, yeah. this kind of stuff. Saw that two weeks ago. Me and Jackson did. It was good. It was good. Saw it in 3D. It was really good. Outstanding. I've not seen that yet. I love the original when Jack, when Jack was young. So, yeah, talk about when I was a young boy. That's, that's an example right there of that. You guys do a fantastic job, Jay. Let folks know, um, again, the breweries down there, uh, you, you, you guys brew, you know, certain times of the week. Um, the But the tap room, and that's been one I think people, it's been kind of slow to discover some people. Can you it tell is. them? they got a tap room upstairs. you got to try. It's kind of the best kept secret still. Except people compare it to what, like a speakeasy because it's yeah. kind of hidden upstairs. And, you know, we don't do a lot of big music up there and those type things. So it's not a lot of, you know, our community cookouts that we've done have been very successful. I think you came over to the crowd bowl that we did. Um, well, that was fantastic. You, you going to do it again? We are. So it, it's too late for crab. We're about to do a shrimp bowl coming Good. up. So we're working that on that. That was fantastic. Now. Working on that plan to get that done now. July was so busy. We we're planning on doing one here, and we didn't we didn't get to do one. But in August, in the next few weeks, you'll definitely see one. And then, um, but the, we're open at 3 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Friday. Then we open up at noon on Saturday and Sunday. And um, Speak Cheesy, she has an Optim, Optimus Kitchen. She's there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday um, serving food. Nothing on Wednesdays, but she's there Thursday through Sunday. And it's a very eclectic menu. She's done a great job with that. She does. Very creative. Uh, Please keep that grilled cheese going. That helps me get my wife in there. She loves it. But they're fabulous sandwiches. The burger's a killer. What do you call the the big burger she does? One of them she has is just the uh, the Blue Devil burger that she just did. And then uh, my favorite is those pork tacos. It is insane. They're good. It is And the Sunday brunch, by the way, and folks, here we are. We're talking about beer. talking about food, too. The Sunday brunch options she did are just out of this world. It is. I mean, it's... It, I've never, I've never seen nothing, anything like it, and it changes up a lot. But you still get your chicken wings and burgers and stuff with it as well. But yes, she does. You know the, the duck egg that she does, the Scottish duck egg, yep. and the waffleata is incredible. It's like a bacon egg and cheese sandwich, stuffed between a waffle, and this jalapeno infused maple syrup that she does. It's just. And you think about that maple syrup and jalapenos together. Yes. You talk about it, you know, yin and a yang taste. But I mean, the combination that's great. But again, for you guys, it's got to be fun. It's got to be fun. You have these kind of things going on, in addition to the beers. Um, you know, I've, I've seen her do some recommendations for beer pairings for some of these things, which yep. is kind of cool as well. Final question for you, Jay: Where are y'all going to do next? Just Isn't keep it, don't you love that? You have all yeah. the success story. You busted your butt for how many years? Three years here. Yeah. What are you done for me lately? But everybody likes to know what's coming up. It is, and that's you know, I feel like we're just now got to that point. Where we're really seeing the light. We've kind of got over a hump, and it's. Uh, one thing I have noticed about the brewery business, though, is every time you get over the hump, it's time to buy something new. So we're looking yeah. at buying another 20-barrel um, uni tank or maybe a bright tank. I'm not sure yet. That really helped us a lot, having yeah, one more of those. We do, around that front window. We already have the connections ready for it. Okay. That's where we had a couple of our tanks that we sold to uh, Drown Valley. Okay. So we got room to take those two small ones, five barrels out, put a big 20 in, and uh, hopefully that's going to come pretty soon. And then um, 
just keep growing and blowing and hoping for the best. Fingers crossed and keep working hard. It's it's been a well, y'all done a great job. Whether it's again, it's, a, it's a become a destination for Rome or bringing folks in the town. You're brewing beer that's going out of town. People are seeing that Rome Georgia label across the you know really across the northern part of our state. Maybe maybe crossing state lines soon as well congratulations you guys have done a fantastic job with this stuff hey thank you you've been good to us appreciate everything oh no it's hey blame me I, I just, y'all just keep brewing man just, just keep <laughs> us up well we appreciate jay coming by today thank you so much by the way uh you can, you can find you guys of course are on facebook rome city brewing co uh also on the websites as well again the hours are out there as well we have details for your hometown headlines as well and we want to thank jay for coming by today we want to thank todd as always doing a great job as well and don't forget, you can get our daily newscast by going to hometownheadlines.com. We do a newscast, just sort of headlines, kind of a uh, a word version, shall we say, of uh, the day's headlines for us. Some folks want to hear it kind of on a phone situation. That works kind of cool as well. I want to thank you for your time today. I want to thank Brand Red one more time for their hospitality over here as well, the Podcast Center. Do a fantastic job making all of us sound good. We're going to get out of your way. It, it may be uh, maybe time for a brew here. Who knows? We had a little early, yeah, but, but what's the expression? Five o'clock somewhere? That's right. 1041 on a Thursday? Who knows? Maybe 5 o'clock. This is John Drucker Miller saying thank you for your time. Have a great day in Northwest Georgia.